Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. In Matthew 4.4, Yeshua said these words, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Taking in the Word of God every day is life to our spirit and health to our bones. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the Word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north, even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we start a new Torah portion, Vayakel, and it means, And he assembled. Exodus 35, 1-35 Moses then convoked the whole Israelite community and said to them, These are the things that Hashem has commanded you to do. On six days work may be done, but on the seventh day you shall have a Shabbat of complete rest, holy to Hashem. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. You shall kindle no fire throughout your settlements on the Sabbath day. Moses said further to the whole community of Israelites, This is what Hashem has commanded. Take from among you gifts to Hashem. Everyone whose heart so moves him shall bring them. Gifts for Hashem, gold, silver, and copper, blue, purple, and crimson yarns, fine linen and goat's hair, tanned ramskins, dolphin skins, and acacia wood, oil for lighting, spices for the anointing oil and for the aromatic incense, lapis lazuli, and other stones for setting, for the ephod 
and the breastpiece. And let all among you who are skilled come and make all that Hashem has commanded. The Mishkan, its tent, and its coverings, its clasps, and its planks, its bars, its posts, and its sockets. The ark, and its poles, the cover, and the curtain for the screen. The table, and its poles, and all its utensils, and the bread of display. The menorah for lighting, its furnishings, and its lamps, and the oil for lighting. The altar of incense, and its poles, the anointing oil, and the aromatic incense, and the entrance screen for the entrance of the Mishkan, the altar of burnt offering, its copper grating, its poles, and all its furnishings, the laver and its stand, the hangings of the enclosure, its posts, and its sockets, and the screen for the gate of the court, the pegs for the Mishkan, the pegs for the enclosure and their cords, the service vestments for officiating in the sanctuary, the sacral vestments of Aaron the Kohen, and the vestments of his sons for priestly service. So the whole community of the Israelites left Moses' presence. And everyone who excelled in ability and everyone whose spirit moved him came, bringing to Hashem his offering for the work of the tent of meeting, and for all its service, and for the sacral vestments. Men and women, all whose hearts moved them, all who would make an elevation offering of gold to Hashem came, bringing brooches, earrings, rings, and pendants, gold objects of all kinds. And everyone who had in his possession blue-purple and crimson yarns, fine linen, goat's hair, tanned ramskins and dolphin skins brought them. Everyone who would make gifts of silver or copper brought them as gifts for Hashem. And everyone who had in his possession acacia wood for any work of the service brought that. And all the skilled women spun with their own hands and brought what they had spun in blue, purple, and crimson yarns and in fine linen. And all the women who excelled in that skill spun the goat's hair. And the chieftains brought lapis lazuli and other stones for setting, for the ephod and for the breastpiece and spices and oil for lighting, for the anointing oil, and for the aromatic incense. Thus the Israelites, all the men and women whose hearts moved them to bring anything for the work that Hashem through Moses had commanded to be done, brought it as a freewill offering to Hashem. And Moses said to the Israelites, See, Hashem has singled out by name Betzalel, son of Uri, son of her of the tribe of Yehuda. He has endowed him with a divine spirit of skill, ability, and knowledge in every kind of craft, and has inspired him to make designs for work in gold, silver, and copper, to cut stones for setting and to carve wood, to work in every kind of designer's craft, and to give directions. He and Oholiav, son of Akimasak, of the tribe of Dan, have been endowed with the skill to do any work of the carver, the designer, the embroiderer in blue, purple, crimson yarns, and in fine linen, and of the weaver, as workers in all crafts, and as makers of designs.
Mark 13, 14-37 But when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing where it ought not, let him that reads understand. Then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains, and let him that is on the housetop not go down into the house, neither enter therein to take anything out of his house. And let him that is in the field not turn back again for to take up his garment. But woe to them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. Pray that your flight be not in the winter. For in those days shall be affliction, such as was not from the beginning of the creation which God created unto this time, neither shall be. And, except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he has chosen, he has shortened the days. And then, if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or Lo, he is here, believe him not. For false Christs and false prophets shall rise, and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. But take heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send his angels, and shall gather together his elect from the four winds of the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When her branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So, in like manner, When you shall see these things come to pass, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say to you that this generation shall not pass, till all these things be done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and that hour knows no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take heed, watch, and pray, for you know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and to every man of his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch, therefore, for you know not when the master of the house comes, at evening, or at midnight, or at the cock crow, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say to all, watch. Psalm 50, 1-23 The mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun to the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. Our God shall come, and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above, and to the earth, that he may judge his people. 
Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Selah. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am God, even your God. I will not reprove you for your sacrifices or your burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of your house, nor he-goats out of your folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay your vows to the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. But unto the wicked, God says, What have you to do to declare my statutes, or that you should take my covenant in your mouth? Seeing that you hate instruction and cast my words behind you, when you saw a thief, then you consented with him and have been partaker with adulterers. You give your mouth to the evil, and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things have you done, and I kept silence. You thought that I was altogether such as one as yourself, but I will reprove you and set them in order before your eyes. Now consider this, you that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Whoso offers praise glorifies me, and to him that orders his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Proverbs 10, 29 and 30 The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. The righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. I'd like to speak to you from our Torah portion from Exodus chapter 35, and then we're going to jump into Mark 13. And in Exodus 35, verse 2, it is written, On six days work may be done, but on the seventh day you shall have a Shabbat of complete rest, holy to Hashem. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. So, let's just think about this. For many, many years, I was a Sunday Christian and went to church every Sunday. And that's basically what the culture did. Uh, Most people would go to a church and you can choose whatever denomination, um, but they would go on Sunday. And that's what the mainstream Christian world does. And then about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I began to seek and learn more about the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And then um, instead of just blindly accepting what the tradition and the culture of the day was, I began to question why the church had drifted into the practice of meeting on Sunday instead of on the Sabbath. After all, it is one of the Ten Commandments. 
Six days shall you work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. And then I began to really cross over into the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith and keep the Sabbath. So I'm really glad that God has commanded us to rest. And not just for a service, but for a full 24-hour period. Because honestly, life is so busy, and there is so much on our plate to do with so many tasks, that if he didn't command us to rest, I'd probably work seven days a week. I tend to be a Martha, and I think a lot of people fall into that boat. So I'm really glad that the Father has commanded us to rest. Now let's look at Exodus 35, verse 5. Take from among you gifts to Hashem. Everyone whose heart so moves him shall bring them. Gifts for Hashem, gold, silver, and copper. I love the spirit of this, that people were giving as they were led by the Holy Spirit. They were not compelled or forced or dictated to, but it was those whose hearts so moved them. And that's how it needs to be when we give. We do it out of love. The love of Christ, of Yeshua, compels us. Now let's jump into Mark chapter 13. And in this chapter, we're looking at the words of Yeshua concerning the end of days. He's continuing his answer to the question, what will be the sign of his coming? One of the biggest signs that we need to be watching for is found in verse 14, where Yeshua says, But when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let him that reads understand, then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains. So this is um, coming from Daniel chapter 9, and In Daniel chapter 9, it is inferred from the last closing verses of the chapter that the altar is going to be placed upon the Temple Mount, and the altar will be doing the daily sacrifice, that is, the daily Tamid lamb offering. And that all of a sudden, the sacrifice will be... the daily Tamid lamb offering will be shut down. They'll stop the daily sacrifice and in its place an abomination that causes desolation will be put in its place. And so what this is a marker, a sign, is that when you see this abomination go up on the Temple Mount, that's when those who are in Judea, in Israel, need to flee to the mountains. Verse 20, except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved. But for the elect's sake whom he has chosen, he has shortened the days. That's very encouraging. So he's saying basically here that these days are going to be so dire and drastic and brutal that no one would be able to live or survive through them. But God in his mercy is going to shorten those days. Verse 26. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. All right, I want to cross-reference that verse with a passage from Isaiah. 
and because it it has to do with the second coming of Yeshua and how he will be manifested, how he will at first be seen. And in Isaiah chapter 4, I'm going to just start in verse 2. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion, and he that remains in Jerusalem shall be called holy, even every one that is written among the living in Jerusalem. Verse 4, When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. Verse 5, And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For upon all the glory shall be a defense. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for a place of refuge and for a covert from storm and from rain. So this paints a very specific picture that there's going to be numerous multiple gatherings, multiple assemblies, and that each one of those assemblies will have a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Now, does that sound familiar? It should, because that's exactly what happened when the Hebrews left Egypt, when they fled. They were led cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. And this cloud by day and pillar of fire by night was the manifestation, the presence of Yeshua, the right hand of God the Father, leading them and displaying himself as cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. So this is future prophetic language. This is talking about the future. The Lord will create upon every dwelling place. That's future. And verse 6, there shall be a tabernacle for shadow. That's future. This hasn't happened yet. So it's going to be a repetition, a repeat. Biblical history is prophecy. What we saw back then, we're going to see again in the future. So now tie this back to what we just read in Mark. And then they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. So perhaps this is a remez hint of the greater exodus to come, that initially he's going to come as cloud by day and pillar of fire by night and lead his people from every continent, from every place, from every region, on a journey back home to Israel. Now, how we get there and how long it takes, time will tell. Will we be translated? Will we walk? Will we fly through the clouds? Time will tell. Time will tell, but we do know he's going to ingather his people. And finally, verse 36 and 37 Oh, let's start with verse 35. Watch therefore, for you know not when the master of the house comes, at evening or at midnight or at the cock crow or in the morning, 
lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. That's a very important word. That's something that we need to really apply. We need to be awake and alert and watching for his second coming and not go to sleep and not get distracted and pulled in like a tractor beam into the pleasures, the distractions, the noise and the din of the world. But we need to be watching for Yeshua. He is our beloved one. He is our betrothed. He is our husband. So we need to be watching and longing and praying, watching and praying for his soon return. And it's something that we look forward to. It's something that is, is uh, it's the grand prize. Keeping our eyes on Yeshua, the author and the finisher of our faith. We suffer now at times. We go through trials and we suffer. But it's nothing compared to the weight of the glory that we will walk in and experience when we're in the thousand-year reign with him. So may the anticipation and the joy of looking for his return be something that will lift your spirit and give you anticipation and joy. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>